Wish you knew how to spell it. Uh, we'll <laughs> revisit that later. Uh, a podcast that is basically like if the Queenie Balcony Muppets took over NPR and started their own podcast. Um, so I'm Leah, and I'm this Ellen. is Anna. <laughs> good, good luck trying to distinguish our voices because sometimes Ellen will call me, and I think that I have called myself. So. Um, what a dystopian nightmare that must be. <laughs> Regularly, on a daily basis, I am. I fear for my life that there's a, there's a doppelganger out there coming to kill me. I've never seen Us, but I wonder if that's related to the. Oh, the movie that. Us. I thought I thought you meant you've never seen like you and I in the same room together. <laughs> so you weren't sure. Oh. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. The movie, um, the movie, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ellen, tell them, tell them what, we're, what we're doing here. Sure, so today on the podcast, we, start, we thought we'd start with a, uh, episode one of our three-part series, which is broadly titled Catholic School. Episode one, this episode, is going to be titled middle school <clears throat> and essentially it's about stories and weird experiences that we both had in a middle school mainly me it seems that I had the more weird experience in middle school Leah had the normal weird experience and mm. I just got the full brunt of it yeah yeah well I think you'll our listeners will begin to understand that that is a theme throughout um all of school for mm-hmm. for you and I <laughs> Yeah, we should explain for listeners who may not know or, you know, I, we assume that it's just gonna be our friends and family who we will <laughs> guilt into listening to this, but maybe one day. Um, Did you listen should... to the podcast yet? Did you? If I have your phone number, you're going to be getting multiple text messages from me, some mm-hmm. emails, most... some Facebook messages. Instagram follows, where if you follow <laughs> us, we'll follow you back and then we will har- harangue you. Um but one of the things uh, we should explain, or I thought, th- figure we should explain, is that Leah is actually two and a half years older than me, but in school, we were three years apart. I was doing the math earlier, and I just want to oh. emphasize that it's actually like two years and nine months-ish, right? Is that, is that would that be then 2.75? <laughs> I don't is know. That- Where's Danny? Call Danny. No, Alan call Carter Danny. Danny's at work. <laughs> is a math genius and he's at work right now, but he would know the answer. He would. He would take it maybe a second, but he would answer. And, he, and then he would say, babe, you should know how to do this with basic math. 
<laughs> and then I would explain to them that uh, I'm not getting a PhD in math. I'm getting a well, PhD an asshole. I know. An asshole. A sweetheart, but an asshole. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but essentially, for all intents and purposes, two and a half years older than Ellen. Right. Certainly, the amount that our parents probably wanted us to be apart was three years. If I had to guess. Yes, and in school, we were three years apart from mm -hmm. one another. Right. So, if it makes sense, when Leah was a senior in high school, I was a freshman and so on and so forth. We did That's not overlap we, in middle school. Correct. Um, I was still in elementary school by the time you were in middle school and leaving for high school, which is in the early 2000s, if you can believe it. Oh yeah, yeah, Ellen, paint us a picture. When were you in middle school? Since you're the one that's gonna be sharing your story first. It's true. So I technically graduated from the sixth grade in 2002. So I started middle school in 2002 and I graduated eighth grade in 2004. So I was there from 2002 to 2004, which I don't know if you remember what those years were like, um, but they weren't the best years for, uh -uh. for like generally like the United States, but they're also not the best years for anyone who was going through intense hormones and <laughs> puberty. Um, and then, like, patriotism, like, sprinkled mm -hmm. on top of all that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. U.S. imperialism just, like, jacked up to a thousand. Mm -hmm. Very, very cute. Very cute for all of us to be putting on every mm -hmm. day. Yep. That's yeah, and for mm -hmm. further context, Ellen and I come from a, I would say, definitely, like, Democrat, liberal, like, blue Democrat family, and we were living in... Uh, and surrounded by very conservative Catholic folk. Um, so important context to just the commentary that we we offer. Um, Ellen and I, I think I'm pretty sure if I called Ellen a liberal right now, she would smack me in the fucking face because- <laughs> I'll see you in 13 hours. <laughs> it would not take you 13 hours to get here, but- uh, I take my time. Are you gonna you're gonna you're gonna stop off and well I have to wait for Danny to get home. I know a car. Oh I see, I see. <laughs> so okay. Danny has to come home. <laughs> see you in 13 hours. Kick your ass. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well I look forward to it. Mm -hmm. Um what else should it should people know, Ellen? Well, um, we were raised Polish Catholic and the majority of people around us, I would say, where we were specifically were if if I'm thinking of my class, it was mainly Irish and Italian, mm -hmm. Catholics, always Catholics, and then one or two sprinklings of either another denomination of Christian or non-Catholic altogether, but otherwise Italian-Irish, and very minority population of Polish Catholics in our school because they were in a different school until middle school and high school. That's true, that's true. But you know, a sizable chunk. When I, sure. now living in the South where I do, people see my name and are very confused and have, and are like, what is that? Um, but growing up where we did, people always had a context and a framework for understanding long last names at, that have every consonant in the alphabet as potentially Polish. Yeah, and almost every um, vowel too. We're just missing the uh, O and U. Oh, that's true. Wow. Look at us. 
It's also funny because like even our full names, this is an aside, even our full names don't have an O or a U in it. Probably because they're not like, those just aren't popular. <laughs> oh, you're right. Wow. I mean, uh, Whoa, yeah, fun like, trivia, guys. This will come up in a, a later podcast. So everyone should remember A-E-I. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no O's or Yeah. And no sometimes Y either. No, no Y's either. That's really weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but getting back to the topic at hand. Sure. Right. Ellen, so, people came here to be entertained. Um, let's not bore them with facts about our names. Well, well, I could spend an entire day talking about just the intricacies of our names and where they came from and why we're named what we're named, and then fine. Um, so yeah, so that pretty much sets it up. So if you can imagine a tiny somewhat tiny midwest town not like a podunk area but definitely like highest population i believe was twenty eight thousand. um yeah yeah and when we were growing up i would call it a small city whenever i try to call it a small town lid my partner uh looks like they're gonna like slap me themselves so uh (laughs) because they actually grew up in a like one stoplight town uh so yeah it's small city Fine, fine. We had, we did have a downtown. No, yeah, it's hard. A downtown. Yeah, there was a downtown, and it's still trying to be a downtown. Um, downtown. Good for it. Town. Yeah. <laughs> Go Jackson. <laughs> keep trying. You you keep you keep trying to turn that little red area blue. Um. But yeah. So it's imagine. Sorry. Imagine a small city in the Midwest. Um. If you're from Michigan. Or if you're from Jackson, a lot of you will probably be from Jackson. If you're Leah's friends, my friends, you will be from Philadelphia or (laughs) random ass places in the United States. But if you can imagine it, a small city with a relatively large Catholic population and the epicenter at the time when we were going to middle school was the uh, Catholic middle school that was located right next to actually connected to our elementary school which we will talk about in a different episode but generally we were in a small building one hallway um like I don't even think lockers were on one side they were only on one side of the hallway sometimes right if I make if I'm I'm picturing that up I think maybe yeah it was one hallway whether lockers were on both sides or not Right. In the Midwest, if you can imagine it, which also blew Danny's mind, um, we don't build up, we build out because there's more space. So this was just the one long hallway that was connected. And yeah, it was very ranch long. style elementary school. Yeah, ranch style elementary school. Um, sandstone brick. And uh, at the time, I think my class size was maybe, gosh, if I had to guess, probably like 100, 100 students or less like maybe even less than that because they separated us. They separated us into 7A, 7B for seventh grade and 8C and 8D. And obviously everyone knew what the better groups were because you had the better teachers and you were considered the better group. And if you can believe it, both years, I got fucked and got put in (laughs) to the worst group, which is just kind of how like par for the course as you will learn over these three episodes about Catholic schools learn that like pretty much every turn people decided that like I was not gonna be like there was maybe one time where someone was like 
maybe you belong in the better group. And then I soundly rejected that option. And from then on, never got another option to be in the better group. Oh. So, and, and just again, for context, I got, in my opinion, what was the better group? 7B, 8D. Holler to all of my friends out there, shouting out 7B and 8D. Uh, I don't know, when was I in middle school? I think I was in seventh grade in 2000 and then eighth grade in 2001. Wow, you just missed like being in 1999. That's crazy to I me. I know, well, tough. Well, I feel like I must have been in, no, you're right. You... Yep. You yep. did start. That's right. 2000, 2001, and then oh, no. 2001, 2002. Yeah. Right. Right. And so when you graduated eighth grade in that May of 2002, I started in May, in um, August of 2002. Yeah. So it makes sense. See, we were always, mm -hmm. we were always just kind of missing each other. Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's somewhat. We were, we were. Which was the way that I planned it personally. You threatened our mother. You said, <laughs> if this child comes. And I, I swear to God. Listen, Harriet. <laughs> I do not want to go to school with this little motherfucker. I don't want her coming anyway. Please delay. Yeah. So that I do not have to overlap with her. And look at that. She did. She it could have been different if you'd been held back. That's which true. almost happened. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. Could have been smarter. Mm -hmm. Listen, we all make mistakes. <clears throat> every day is a new learning experience that has have lifelong consequences and here we are yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh you know maybe sometime it'll be fun on the pod often ellen and i will just be chit-chatting over the phone and then we'll decide we'll come across a conversation where we're like oh, i can't believe that like mom did that like how could she have you know blank fill in the blank and then we'll decide to call, like ambush her and do like loop her into the three-way call and then put her on the <laughs> on the spot and be like, um, excuse you, could you explain why you didn't send me to a legitimate kindergarten? And then she will, example. right. And she'll be affronted that she's being <laughs> like ambushed. <laughs> and then, that this is becoming a recurring thing. I think she's afraid whenever she sees it's like a three-way call. <laughs> that she's going to be it's an ambush like we're supposed yeah. to call her later today and she I guarantee you she's like what are they going to talk to me about today <laughs> right what what are my daughters calling to threaten me about mm -hmm. yeah it's I, funny because you know? we're both in therapy so you'd think we'd be like working through this like at our own time but nope uh -uh. nope therapist is always just saying you know what yeah you really gotta talk to your mom about this <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Our session has run out. <laughs> please, <laughs> please talk to your mother. Um, maybe, maybe in the future they'll say like, you know, I think that would make a great podcast episode. I think you should talk about it there instead. I think that, and I think that's what exactly what will happen. Yeah, no, I think that's probably true. Ellen, Ellen earlier told me that I needed to work through a particular part of my uh, trauma history in therapy because it would make for a really good podcast episode. So mm -hmm. stay tuned, guys. If you stick around long enough, I may have worked through my time in a cult. Ooh, ooh, just a little teaser. And oh. well, yeah, a pretty unofficial, not really a cult, but definitely a cult experience. 
Um, just a just a little taste. Did it have a name? No. Damn. Okay. Well, then we will give it a name. Okay. We just refer to it as the cult year. So. Right. That that's gonna be a fun. Can maybe a couple years down the line, or yeah, maybe sooner. We'll see you guys then. We'll see, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see. see how you, you know, we've got a lot of shit to work out in therapy. So. <laughs> Thanks, mom. And others who contributed to this trauma. <laughs> this no, I'm trauma. kidding. We love our mom a lot. That's uh, <clears throat> she's not the person who uh, forced me to join a cult. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know that we would be ambushing her all this all this time, like almost every on a weekly basis, if we didn't have a good relationship with her. It's true. Like you only ter- ambush those that you love the most. Yeah, of course. You always <laughs> threaten them. <laughs> with with psychological uh reoccurring trauma I also you know what I did realize is that when I was growing up I always knew and I this is to to this day is still and this is relevant because these are the people I went to school with the people who referred to their parents as mother and father I knew never had a good relationship with them and even to this day when someone like someone I know will refer to their parent as like oh my my mother my mother said called me the other day and I'm just like that's weird <laughs> like tough and, yeah I, so so we call her mom um so if she's listening to us which she will be um she will be forced to listen to this um and when we're feeling particularly southern because she's from the south we'll call her mama right sentimentally I will call her mama especially when she's mm-hmm. having a rough day so when you listen to this hi mama we love you and get ready to be called tonight anyway <laughs> get ready for this <laughs> prepare yourself woman um anyway so getting circling all the way back to middle school yeah getting back to that I'm sure these asides will just get longer as we go along um mm-hmm. in this podcast but um oh I see you're feeling good you're dancing. That's <laughs> that my wine has cooked in. <laughs> is that a thirteen point five percent? I have no idea. It is a Pinot Grigio from Trader Joe's. Wait, I thought it was a Pinot Noir. No. Oh shit. You're right. It is. A Pinot oh, rough. <laughs> it's okay, a no, Noir. Man. It's it's red. It's red. Grigio yeah. is just more fun to say. That's true. Pinot Grigio is like. Does Grigio mean like yellow? I always thought maybe it meant white. Oh, you're right. It might mean white. No. Well, in French, gray is gris. So I don't know okay. if there's like a similar root. But somebody uh, somebody uh, write the pod. Write us. Yeah. Chime off in the comments. <laughs> what does grigio mean? We're not going to look it up. Whatever the comments are. I don't know where we're even posting this thing, but... <laughs> on instagram okay yeah comment on instagram this is the most unhelpful can I, i'm pretty sure pinot noirs are like 13 percent, 12 to 13.5 this can has fuck fuck all information on it i have no idea how much alcohol is or what percentage this is oh wait oh yes, my god do. you got 16. the same 7. beer ellen was on a podcast last week and she fucking bought the same beer that she drank on that podcast to drink on our podcast and i'm calling you out right here right now live explain yourself 
Listen, um, I'm a real basic bitch. And <laughs> when I started drinking pale ales back when I turned 25, my palate switched. I turned 25 and I was like, oh, I actually suddenly like beers, but I don't like really heavy beers. I like very light beers, IPAs, pale ales, whatever. Maybe those are the same. I don't know. They are not. Don't quote me on. They're not great. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I haven't been like an idiot <laughs> listing the same thing twice. <laughs> um, but uh, they have two-hearted ale, which is Bell's, which is one of my favorite pale ales. Um, Shout out to Ben Beer. Uh, I-, I love Bell's. I miss, I lived in Kalamazoo, but I wasn't 21 when I lived in Kalamazoo, so I never got to experience it firsthand, like fresh. Um, but are, is Bell's made in Kalamazoo or is that made it in Comstock? Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, I think they technically maybe... I think it says Comstock on the label, but everybody knows it's Kalamazoo. Right, because it's also where, um, now, what is it called? Uh, Oberon, because Oberon, the Oberon Festival is held in Kalamazoo as well. Um, And Oberon is made in Michigan. Um, Well, Oberon is a Bell's beer. Right, right. Sorry, but I was thinking specifically that whenever people think of Bell's, they think of Oberon, they don't think of Two Hearted. Um, Right. So anyway, um, but I got, I was kind of getting tired of having the same like dogfish head. I mean, you know, or two hearted, sorry. I also love dogfish head, the 60 minute IPAs. Wow. I know I'm really bitter. <laughs> this wow. is my second pour. So wow. starting to turn red, starting to feel warm. Yeah. Um, but I was like, <laughs> oh, I should, I should support a local um, beer in Bloomington because I'm going to be here for like the next five years, five to 10 years and I was like I better get start getting you know acquainted with like the local beer I've been here what like eight months and this is the first time I've ever had a local beer because of COVID not because I'm not adventurous um but Upland Brewing Company makes their their staple I learned this on from a comment from the other podcast I was on that their staple IPA is the Dragonfly IPA so um I go puffed my alcohol today and this is the only option they have for an IPA. So. This is an advertisement for GoPuff. 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 They don't sponsor us, but I don't <laughs> think they, they sponsor any day because I feel like they do sponsor my relationship with my sister because Ellen often will GoPuff me something or she's often dropping GoPuff in the conversation. Like, oh, I'm going to GoPuff that later. So I wonder if you are actually being paid. I wish I was. I think GoPuff has a lot of money. No, unfortunately not. But I do think about, I think about when I'm, I've really hurt you, like in the moments, like so rarely do I hurt your feelings and are we ever fighting because we have such a solid relationship. Yeah. Um, Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. But which is another beer. (laughs) (laughs) Not made in Michigan. Oh, I think it's, I think it's Coors. It's like a Coors uh, beer. Oh, I have a friend who's obsessed with beer, who's going to be upset about this episode. Um, and it's not the other podcast I was on, it's Kristen, uh, one of my best friends. Um, anyway, so um, what was I going to say? Oh, right. I was going to say, when I've, when I've really hurt your feelings, or I think you're having like a bad time, I always, my first instinct is be like, maybe I should go puff or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should go puff or some wine. <laughs> And Ben and Jerry's, and that's my go-to. And then I'm like, maybe food isn't the answer. Maybe food sometimes isn't where <laughs> it, we should all. It often is, though. It um, is. It but... often is. 
that but I don't know whether mom was mean to me. I don't remember what the context was. And then you were with her. You were staying with her over the summer and you go, you basically walked her through go puffing me some wine and other treats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She felt bad for something she had said. Maybe that's the thing we'll confront her about tonight. What did she <laughs> do that, that made her go puff you food? Oh, I think it's something about like your even- job. I don't even think it was something I was actually upset about. It was, I don't, I think you're right. I think, I think like, um, I had to be your go-between and I asked you if you were like still upset about that. And you're like, no, but the go puff was, <laughs> but I enjoyed the bottom box. <laughs> um, lid has arrived. Oh, okay. So let me pause. Okay. Well, bringing it all back around <laughs> to the actual point of this which I think, I mean, I know these episodes are supposed to be structured, but like, we're essentially just having a conversation. Maybe when we have someone to interview, we'll be better about keeping it structured. Yeah, like, maybe is- we'll fucking care about the structure of it. Listen, people, we're having fun. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Don't fucking listen if you don't. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We don't need your sass. And- <laughs> Wait, you don't need my sass? Or no, no, sass? I, their sass. Got it. I need anyone's sass, for that matter. <laughs> um okay tell your story ellen great anyway so this happens uh, for context if you went to a catholic school maybe this wasn't the same for everyone but the people who went to school with leah and i know that every week in elementary school you went to you went to catholic mass um we went on fridays friday morning i think it was like 9 a.m maybe it was 8 a.m now i can't remember <clears throat> and um, when you went to middle school, you didn't go every week. You did have to, for me, I had to report my, the homily every week to my religion teacher, because if you didn't, and if you tried to make something up, you, you would get like a failing grade for the participation that week. Can I ask, what does it mean to report the homily? You had to write, you had to like in, write a summary of what the homily was, where you were, and what it meant to you. What the, wait, what do you mean where you were? Weren't you there at church? No, 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 no. It was like over the weekend. Oh man, that's some like fucked up shit. (laughs) Like you already have to spend every day, like five days a week in school talking about Catholic things. And then also if your parents don't take you to mass on Sunday, like that's a fucking problem. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess like and your soul's technically in jeopardy in that case. So right. I almost said the teacher's name. Um, I will let you know later. I don't know. I don't care. She's probably dead. I mean, <laughs> I don't think anyone don't think anyone cares. Maybe they will. Um Wait, well, let's pass on her name for now. You can give her a fake name if you'd like. Sure. Um, Mrs. Schnishnushki. Um <laughs> what's her name? And anyone who went to middle school with us will know who I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that sounds know. like a very real name. Shuznuski. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You don't know. No, the you're right. I barely don't. know who you're talking about. So carry no. on. Okay, well. Um, she so she was on who is who would assign that. But one time, and I'm pretty sure it because for the context of this story it would have had to have been near Thanksgiving. So I'm assuming, because we, like I said, um, elementary school, we had to go every week, but in middle school, we only had to go for major Catholic holidays. So ordinary time, you weren't going to mass every week with the school, because I think 
I think taking middle schoolers, walking them a couple blocks to church every week was probably a hell for the teachers. I just don't think they were willing to go through that. Um, but sometimes we did. Um, and I think it must have been All Saints Day, which is typically November 1st. And um, we went to we went to mass and the local our our parish head priest at the time was Father Schneeber. <laughs> <Let's> just... <laughs> <laughs> I can't think. I wanted to continue with the SN sound, but unfortunately, his name did start with Ness. So, what about what about if we just called him Father Kyle? <laughs> because yet's a running joke in your friend group. We, we called him by his first name. So let's call true. Father Kyle. Fine. Father Kyle, which one's like a dumbass name? So apologies to all the Father Kyles out there. <laughs> we're going to be such loyal work. listeners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Father Kyle. Oh my God, that doesn't fit him at all. <laughs> Whatever. He's not a Kyle. <laughs> okay, let's try again. So what about Father John? Okay, fine. Father John. That's also our father's name. That's true, but nobody had to know that except for the people who already knew that. And now everyone else. <clears throat> anyway, our Why father's not a priest. He's right. not. <laughs> if, you, if you couldn't guess. Um, father John. Um, so after All Saints Day Mass, the feast, is it a feast day? Probably, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Um, after Mass, um, he followed us all back to school, <laughs> which is not typical. Like the priest doesn't come back with you to school. He barely visits um us at all busy guy um, got a lot to do a lot of people dying a lot of people you know a lot of people getting married more. a lot of people need to be sung to yep <laughs> <laughs> yep carry on that's the story for another day it's true that'll have to be part of the high school experience um anyway so father john follows us back and <clears throat> another preface to this and leah please answer this truthfully when did you first have your sex education course? First time, fifth grade in, yeah. I remember vaguely watching something, being separated by like gender in our class and then some teachers telling us about biology. That's all I remember. Right, so that was the same day that we also went to the rectory and watched Black Beauty. I'm just throwing it out there. I think what sex and black beauty are connected for me. What a confusing connection. Yeah. <laughs> but devastating <laughs> story about a horse, a beautiful horse, and also this is what sex is. Right. But also it's not really this is what sex is. It's like your body does things. Right. Your bodies do things. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't come near each other. Mm -hmm. But carry yeah. on. Your story. But, so for my, for the context of that, it's, I was promised, <clears throat> like, you know, Leah's three years ahead of me in school. So I was promised when she went through that in fifth grade, I was sitting in second grade and I was promised, okay, well, by the time you get to fifth grade, you'll experience the same thing. They'll break you up. They'll show you a film. Don't do sex. Things change. Like beauty. Maybe there will be popcorn. 
And we did watch Black Beauty, but that was on a different day. So they they decided that um, what, hap- what would happen was is that instead of doing sex ed in fifth grade, they would push it to seventh and eighth grade, which is okay, sure. Like, yes, I was already going through puberty in fifth grade, but whatever. I guess I'm gonna have to wait a couple more years to find out what that means <laughs> in a Catholic sense. Anyway, so, uh, and I do, I do recall that we, like some portion of the class did eventually get sex ed. And I wasn't part of that because, or if I was, I don't remember because I have a very terrible memory when it comes to school, the bad years as, as they were. Um, but what I do remember is that that year, <clears throat> Father Jim was visiting us a lot more often because we were in the process of confirmation which happens typically when you turn 13. Um, which funny, because that also happens in Judaism, but in terms of B'nai um, mitzvahs, barbat bar and everything. Um, so anyway, we were preparing for confirmation. So he follows us back and he's like, this is, there's no introduction. There's no reason we're in the, sitting in this classroom. Um, but he walks in and he's like, Get, ladies, Guys, gals, I want to talk to you about Thanksgiving dinner. And he and we're like, okay, all right, sure. Thanksgiving dinner. It's coming up. It's November. It must be November 1st, in terms of my memory. It had to be Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, near all, it. Saints, all Saints Day. It's All Saints Day. Yeah. It's All Saints Day. Sure. We're going to, yeah. <clears throat> and so we're like, okay, all right, sure. And so he's like, ladies. Sometimes life is like being like a turkey. And sometimes you're stuffed. You're stuffed with the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. And ladies, as a turkey, you're filled. You're already filled right now as you are. And fellas, you're the stuffing. But sometimes you exist outside of the turkey and you are different from the turkey. You're separate right now. You and the turkey, not together. So sometimes you get some cranberry sauce. Sometimes you get some casseroles. Sometimes you experience mashed potatoes, but you're not experiencing the turkey. And the turkey isn't experiencing you. So what does that mean? It means you gotta wait. Nobody wants an overfilled turkey. Nobody wants too much stuffing. I hope that helps. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I, I don't know if you understood the metaphors there because no one else did. Um, he was talking about sex. He was saying, no. go ahead. No, I just, I can't, I, I, no, please explain to me. What was he saying? Okay, so my assumption is, and we talked about this earlier, where I think, he thought about the Thanksgiving like metaphor and he's like, that's a great opening for like, kids are stupid. They, you can, we can't talk about sex. We have to talk about this in like whatever way we can. And I think he chose Thanksgiving dinner because Thanksgiving was coming up. And then when it immediately, when it didn't make sense, instead of choosing a different path, he decided to walk all the way, walk it all the way through 
to its illogical conclusion <laughs> and then just left oh. like and then we never and then I will say I have you, I'm open for questions but I will say I did not learn of anything about sex ed until five years later <laughs> as a senior in high school so no, no, wouldn't have been wouldn't have been sophomore year if it was Mrs. LaFear no it was senior year Whoa. Yeah, senior year, Mrs. LaFear, uh, she showed us the Miracle of Life video. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember this religion mm -hmm. class. Always yep. where you learned sex ed. You didn't get the pure love pamphlet? I did get the pure love pamphlet, but that was senior that was year supposed too. supposed to be. Really? I definitely got that junior year from, they, from a different, from Schnurgis. <laughs> From that bitch. <laughs> yeah. See, that's yeah. I think probably I mean like in freshman year, if you if you were talking about anything related to sex, freshman year in religion class with Mrs. Well, I guess she I don't know if she wasn't Miss Schnaziati. Uh, <laughs> who was a former sister, by the way. And I know I'm pretty sure she's dead. Um she gave she gave us little tiny like cards that were like you had to fill out a name and it's like pray for a fetus that has been aborted and that was the like I, i'm sure you remember that i had her for freshman and sophomore year that was rough Ooh. we were only supposed to have her for one year but she get, she did yeah. too yeah Yikes. it was rough all i remember is and someone fingers crossed that we're hoping to have on the pod very soon um my dear friend james who all I remember is our freshman year in religion class, him convincing Schnaziati that <laughs> to that we all needed to, instead of like, I don't know, reading the Bible or like studying the Old Testament, that, I think that's what it was, Hebrew Bible, but we called it Old Testament. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that was the name of the class, Old Testament. Mm -hmm. uh, and instead of like actually studying the Old Testament, he convinced her that we would just read this novel out loud that she had assigned. Like, I think we were supposed to like read it over like the period of a week or two on our own as homework. And he convinced her to basically spend like a month of class with us just like reading it out loud <laughs> to each other. Um, so that's what I remember. What a smart. Life. Oh my God, that's so smart. It was, yeah, on point for sure. Yeah, that really speaks to the cleverness. Like, see, that's the kind of like, if we're comparing our two classes, like that's a smart, clever move from your class. Whereas ours were like brute force. <laughs> so we will like, go to a retreat center, a Catholic retreat center and rip sinks off of the wall. We will fuck up the ceiling and get banned from this retreat <laughs> if our lives depend on it. Which is exactly what happened. Story for another day. But yes, um, my class did get our entire school and parish banned from a retreat center in Lansing because we did property damage. I didn't personally. Um, that's a special. Yeah, it is a special. We were mm -hmm. a very special class. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So the father, Jim, or sorry, father. <laughs> Kyle. Sorry, it's so natural. What, to what's his, what was his name? Who knows? <laughs> right, we, you'll never know. Father um, yeah. John. Um and uh anyway, sorry. So that whole story, um, 
that's just like I think I don't have many memories from middle school there's like one more story I can tell um from middle school but just imagine just put yourself back 12 13 you know you know fuck all about sex you know fuck all about your body and you're depending on people educating you in some capacity the internet is brand new you don't have you have a computer maybe you you're fancy AIM yet no AIM doesn't come out until what like 2004 2005 oh no 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 much sooner than that Oh, it comes well, up, you might have aim, but I'm just saying you you probably didn't as a fifth grader. I doubt mom and dad let you have. I did. Oh, you do did? I, wow. Do you, do you want to know what one of my aim names was? Oh, I do. Oh, do you not remember it? I don't. Not at all. That was when I was dating someone who is now a a brother. Didn't become a priest, became like a monk. Um, it was desperate for love was my <sighs> handle on aim. It was one of them. I changed it later on because I'm not a fucking freak (laughs) 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 but in in seventh and eighth grade that was one of them that was one of my aim handles wow desperate for love wait Mm -hmm. I had no idea that someone that you dated is now a brother yeah um do you remember who I dated in middle school he was my first technically my first boyfriend but like not really um he was he was in band he cried a lot unintentionally cried a lot still not ringing any bells um he had a sister whose last name was Schnustagustina oh wow Wow. yeah he's a brother now whoa I didn't even know that you dated him in 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 middle school I certainly tried oh my god can I tell you a story let me tell you another story (laughs) this is gonna be the longest first episode in the world but let me just tell you (laughs) So every year for band, not for just any old, oh, well, oh, you know what's another thing we're going to have to talk about? This might go with the cult stuff. This might be a prelude to the cult stuff. We're going to have to talk about youth group. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So we'll talk about youth groups um, later on. But um, in band, in middle school, uh, we got to go on a trip to Cedar Point, which is like the only, shockingly, the only place like amusement park. Never Michigan Adventure. They're like, no. Cedar Point, far superior. Far superior. So, yeah, absolutely. So right we went to, yeah, so we went to Cedar Point. And <clears throat> right before we went to Cedar Point, this boy had broken up with me. And so, you know, we, like, we're enjoying our time at Cedar, at Cedar Point. And then at the end of the trip, we get on the bus and his dad decides to sit next to me. And for this whole goddamn trip, from Ohio to Michigan, like back to our hometown, he's explaining to me why his son didn't want to date me. <gasps> and I'm sitting there. I'm also saying that, listen, I didn't listen to a goddamn thing he said, mainly because I was preoccupied with the fact that I was dehydrated and I was desperate for water. No one had any water on this fucking bus. So I'm sitting there just like parched, like my, my throat is on fire. <laughs> This guy's yapping at me, like telling me why I'm not worthy of his son, worthy of like oh, any fucking oh, person. No. <laughs> and all oh. I can think is just like, do you have any water? Like, can you just help me? <laughs> like, I'm actually just thirsty, sir. Yeah. You as an adult help me as a child. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not have a discussion with me about how I have a crush on your son. Which is not the first, which is not the last time, actually. 
that a parent would explain to me why their child was not interested in me, did not want to be my friend, maybe treated me terribly. Like I got, I was, all I received were explanations. Wow. See, see what you don't understand is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The thing, the thing about you as a person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Listen, listen, child. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Wow. I didn't realize that you and I had that in common where you had, because I wasn't told directly by a crush's parent that and her like his mom Mm -hmm. how do I say this without naming names the person that I was super in love with in high school Mm -hmm. um who I went to prom with senior year when he told his mom that he was going to ask me to prom uh because I think the crush was you know relatively reciprocated at the time though it never really worked out between us um when he told his mom that he wanted to ask me the prom, he she was like, "Oh, interesting. Well, what about?" And then she would name somebody else who's like a popular, pretty, like successful girl in in our grade, uh, and they were all friends of mine too. So it's like, "Oh, what about Jackie Schmanschmer?" <laughs> uh what and then he'd be like well she's dating so and so so no i'm not gonna ask her oh what about katie schmalen that's <laughs> one of my best friends and he, uh, <laughs> and he was like no uh i went with her last year oh uh, what about mary schmashmir <laughs> and again my very best friend to this day mm-hmm. and he was like, well, she's been in a relationship with Ben Schnevel for like <laughs> two years. <laughs> anyway, she went through like this litany of all these different girls in our class that she would prefer that he had gone to prom with bef- and then and then settled for the fact that he was going to ask me. But he was like, she was trying to convince him not to ask me to prom. Anyway, that's my story about uh, parents not wanting listen the context here is people are fucking classist and Mm -hmm. everybody in jackson michigan catholic scene has like a big ego about being one of the dynasty families there's a bunch of different Mm -hmm. ones there's folks that have money and a lot of people and like power in this like small little scene and uh our family did not we lived on the east side the not as great side of town by a lot of people's standards and we lived in the city and didn't have like a big fancy house so uh that's to say Ellen and I apparently both got lectured and shot down by our friends or crushes parents for not being rich enough or like having enough social capital to mm-hmm. uh bring to the, the relationship in this small catholic community Mm-hmm. Or just not being, I think from, from the <clears throat> middle school one, I think I wasn't Catholic enough. Like, I think, I think probably one of the reasons is like, they didn't see us at, at church. Um, but we went, listen, we went to 545 mass mm-hmm. on Saturday. It was a shorter mass. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad love their 
getting out of there within 55 minutes instead of 60. Mm -hmm. Sunday mass is always longer. Wow, mm -hmm. the judgment. And yet we were always there. We were, yeah, we were. I remember because like for years I, I would miss my favorite shows because they would come <laughs> on at five or 5.30 and then it's like time to go. And I'm like, I'm never going to know how this ends. I'm never going to know how these episodes end. Maybe it was like, listen, I know that you're going to convert to Judaism in like about 15 mm -hmm. years. So you're not Catholic enough for my kid. Mm -hmm. I predict that you just aren't in it for Jesus. <laughs> Even though you're super involved with group, youth group, super involved with the Pol what well, And maybe it was also because we were Polish. I personally felt like that if you were not of an Irish or Italian Catholic family, you were not worth shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although the Schmishmeers, mm -hmm. um, they're not, well, a little, maybe there's some Irish in there, but like they're I, Belgian. They're Belgian? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Right. Okay, well, when they're on the podcast, I'm going to have to have an entire genealogical like survey with, with Mary. <laughs> what the hell that's about? Because they are so big. Have you ever seen? They got some Irish vibes. What? <laughs> Luke Schmace, who was part of like that whole Lafier family. Yes. They, he like there. Have you ever? I don't know if you ever like walked into his house, but the first thing you see is a fucking shamrock. So <laughs> everyone's committed to like Notre Dame, or just like has like Italian or not Italian Irish shit in their house. Whatever they well, consider Irish. Okay, Schmier, which is obviously not the real name, but Schmier is a Belgian name, but their grandmother was Irish. Mm. So they're half she Irish. The, was she the start of that whole dynasty? The little grandmother, or did it go back further? Um, I think like great grandparents. Oh, okay. The, yeah, there's more connection beyond just my friends extended family or closer gotcha. extended family it's interesting because there's like the catholic dynasties and then there's the like relatively well-known names in jackson where we are from that have like i'm thinking of like specifically like jackson public schools like their what is it called withington field oh yeah Wasn't so like that's with it withington it's something it's like a, that something like that it's yeah. just like it's named after someone who like brought in like industry into the town like right okay. yeah so that's all go so uh, i'm reluctant to tell my story <laughs> from middle school because it is going to paint me as a little bit of a bitch um okay. Yeah, we've, so, we've established that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You remember me from that time. So I think you would say that's probably accurate. Yeah, I would. I mean, this was definitely the point where we stopped being like buddies and you became a real, like, if I'm home, I'm upset kind of person. <laughs> and that wasn't really conducive for like sisterly interactions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there was a lot of a. Um, Maybe this was when I established the calling you mom and dad, you people, and then you all making fun of me for that. That was my favorite time. <laughs> that was when I got to be on an in-joke with mom and dad. 
Right, right. Oh, you people. Mm -hmm. um, I still contend that I did not say that all that often, but um, you all would testify otherwise. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I... Well, can we, can I, we really, before we do this, can we set the scene a little bit? Please. Um, we obviously, um, I have not described myself. I call my, from fifth grade to uh, eighth grade were my potato years. Um, I was, I looked like a potato. I had the personality of a potato. I was as smart as a potato. Um, that's because I was really depressed also, like a potato. And so I view those years, those are my potato years. Uh, versus you, where my favorite memory is also walking into your room and seeing printed out pictures of Ben Affleck. And those are probably my favorite memories. I think those are your middle school years. I'm almost positive. I feel like I knew that was late elementary. I don't know. We'd really? have to see when Pearl Harbor came out and then we could map look, it very easily. I'm going to look that. this up. You go ahead and start your story, but yes. I'm going to look up when. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure it was 2004. Uh, yeah. And then there was the time that I made the mixtape that I recorded from the radio that I was going to mail to Ben Affleck to profess my love to him, which included uh, Jewel. 2001. Um, 2001. Okay. So, yep. Damning. Damning. <laughs> really damning evidence. Please yeah. continue. So I was like 12 or 13. <laughs> Um, and that's tough. That is mm -hmm. very tough to swallow. Um, okay, so the bitchiness. Yeah, so I was insecure, as many of us are in middle school. And as we just laid out, you know, didn't really feel like we fit in. Polish kids, like, definitely less, well less wealthy than our, most of our counterparts. So just felt like outsiders in a lot of ways. And, but I was like, you know, I, I was like, oh, I might, I might be, I might have a personality. I might have like something, I might be cute enough to like have friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I like, you know, I was, I found my place. I had some people, I was like figuring out like where, where I like belonged in the, in the pack. <clears throat> and then, and that was like seventh grade. And then by eighth grade, we, you know, some new kids came into town and right. one of them is still a dear friend to the to this day but at the time I was friends with her but also very jealous of her because she swooped in her dad was the new president of the community college which really meant something in Jackson <laughs> <laughs> um got to live at a place called the Wick Choir House like her house had a name she was just like you know came in at the top you know she was pretty popular at the beginning and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be friends with you, but I'm also gonna try to take you down a few pegs <laughs> by telling her one day, like in the cafeteria at lunch, just like an offhanded comment when we were like sit, like standing in line, I think, I, I said something along the lines of, oh, you know, your hair is really nice, but often it's really greasy. Yeah. It's and this is this is already like, can you, can you set the scene? What, what would you have been wearing? And what was the cafeteria like? Can you describe well, for the audience? We were what? all wearing polo shirts because that was the part of the uniform was 
a white or green polo shirt that mm -hmm. had the insignia JCMS on it, Jackson Catholic mm -hmm. Middle School. Um, and if you were cool, your parents would like bleach your shirt and then it would like change a different color, but mom didn't use bleach. So ours just looked like normal. That's what we're going to call her about today. I, I don't think she would have, <laughs> I don't think she would have like understood like, wait, why would you want to like ruin the shirt to make it look cool? Um, <laughs> right. Like it's like, isn't, isn't the point of the shirt to just make it look clean and like ironed. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and then we're, you know, you're wearing like navy blue or khaki slacks, like that's mm -hmm. the look. And then some sort of like dress shoe. It was, wow, what a fucking uniform. <laughs> um so we're wearing that and like I mind you was in this period of my life where I wanted to look cute and I had this like you know long straight fine blonde hair that stuck to my face if it was it just laid really flat so I had mm -hmm. asked my hairstylist what I could do to like give it more volume and she's like oh you know every once in a while you could just like flip it over like upside down and then just like uh you know shush it around a little bit and then just flip it back and i took that as every 10 minutes i should wildly like bow in front of people like shake my hair around and then oh, flip it up again as if i was in some like i don't know l'oreal like paris sh shampoo <laughs> like <laughs> commercial um, I don't know, is L'Oreal Paris even a thing? I was, I was reaching it was, for shampoo. I think you were thinking of Tresemme. 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 Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah. <laughs> that's when they would flip huge. Yeah. Yeah. Volume. And yeah. so like, I think that's what most people remember from high school. Not that I had beautiful voluminous hair, but that I would flip over like standing in the like parking lot while we were like mm -hmm. waiting to come inside or like whatever. So very embarrassing. Um, so I was one to talk about hair. Mm -hmm. um, and then later on, when we were still friends in high school, I told the same friend that she had, and I was jealous because we had the crush on, we had a crush on the same guy. And he, and then, yeah, I guess I had, yeah, anyway, I was just feeling jealous one day. And I told her that she had peaked in middle school because like she, she had come in at the top and was like so popular. I didn't explain it. I just said, oh, I wonder what it's like to be you to have peaked in middle school. What a bitch. I'm a fucking asshole. Guys, this is what insecurity does to you, you know? Mm -hmm. How is she inex inexplicably, how is she still a very close? Like I, you, I know you guys are very close friends. Like how the fuck? Did you know. turn that see, shit around? I'm just saying she's been living in like Europe for the last like 10 years and I went mm -hmm. to see her and we still talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I call I <laughs> accidentally paid like $400 to Sprint because I called her on my phone rather than FaceTime and mm -hmm. like like a month ago. <laughs> oh my god oh so this is recent i'm sorry i was like this oh yeah years recent. ago no 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 like last month i called her on the day of the insurrection and we were talking before any of that popped off and uh yeah i accidentally spent 400 dollars, but i begged sprint to cut it in half and they let me wow uh, yeah so this is not an advertisement this is an anti-advertisement for sprint go fuck mm -hmm. yourselves 
Yeah, international calling, especially during COVID, should be free. Um, all international calls should be free. Uh, everything yeah. should be free. Social. I'm like, guys, if I had done this on WhatsApp and I wasn't a dumbass, this would have been free. I don't understand <laughs> how this is not free. Right. Uh, wow, but I'm yeah, I meant to say inexplicably still a friend. In mm-hmm. yeah, makes and no like, sense. It's so interesting because I didn't. I would not have pegged you for the bitchy type in middle school or high school. I do remember the outrageous hair flips. Um, I also remember something I've always like thought about is like how pliable your nose is because often you have a lot of allergies and sinus mm-hmm. things going on. And oftentimes what you would do, I don't know if you still do it, but what you would just like, like, you know, like very quickly, like <laughs> smash your nose with your hands. Yeah. And like, but you can't do that. No, it hurts. No, I see like, Danny makes fun of me because I have too much cartilage. Um, fun fact, I have too much cartilage both on my ears and my nose. Um, wow. And he makes fun of me for both. I love him to death, but um, we all have our faults. And mine yeah. is extra cartilage. So when I do it, it causes me pain. Danny can do it. You can do it. I cannot. Maybe my, most people can do it and you're the weird one. It's really possible that I'm the freak in this situation. <laughs> that would be par for the course. Mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised but I do remember those one of my like your signature things hair flips and your nose thing yeah wow I didn't I even know my nose my nose thing was a signature thing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just your like, eyes, I suppose yeah but because like during conversations or like when you're driving the car in between you <laughs> switching the radio before a song is even over <laughs> you would take your hand smash it with your hand and then be like I'm fine <laughs> sinuses wow to do about your life and that was so impactful that something I think I have described to every single friend who I'm like oh I have a sister her name is Leah <laughs> and she smashes her nose wow her I, didn't realize, I didn't realize that it was being defamed like this <laughs> no 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 I so among my family among no, no, people no. that you know no among people everyone I know and this will be this will be a testament to the people I bring on to interview on this podcast everyone who I know probably has only heard me talk about you in like the most glowing ways and they probably are excited to finally be able to meet you in person even if it's virtual um because all I do is like say like I probably pretty much preface every conversation with like well, my sister's the better person and she's a better person than me. <laughs> and here's how. <laughs> and then I tell, I said, this is how I started graduate school. I was like, oh, well, my sister already did graduate school and she was actually the better graduate student. I'm sorry, you're stuck with me. <laughs> and it's my way of being funny. And then people don't laugh. And I'm like, no, they're like, oh no, this is, this is <laughs> something really sad about this woman. She has yeah. like, this <laughs> issue with her sister. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's like the, um, um, oh, it's from, it's like from Hey Arnold, like Helga Pataki, like her sister. That's oh, how I always right. envisioned our relationship where like, you're the perfect, like you won all the awards. You were like, you actually excelled in academics and I'm like Helga obsessed with one person and then like deeply depressed. <laughs> like, I don't know if you <laughs> watch Hey Arnold lately. Potato, potato. And the, and the potato, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. describe how her what she's experiencing is with potato ears, which is like fourth grade for them. Yeah. But yeah, I always envisioned our relationship as Helga 
and whatever the fuck Helga's sister's name is. That was how I envisioned our relationship for a very long time. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, oh, I, I guess I never told you that. No, no, I did not. I did not realize that. I mean, that there was the specific Hey Arnold uh, reference. Oh yeah, it's it's um when mom and dad would like, or what I assumed that they were, you know, combining like not combining us, um, comparing us. I always thought like, well, I'm never gonna be uh, like I'm I'm never gonna be, you know, Helga Pataki, Olga. I'm never gonna be Olga Pataki. <laughs> I was gonna say you are googling it currently. I, I can <laughs> see it in your glasses. <laughs> that's also true. That's another thing too. See, I don't have like I have glasses you have perfect eyesight oh yeah I don't know how um mom's eyesight is shit um but oh my god you know it's interesting that it says that she went to a college in Vermont Olga went to college in Vermont wow wow they really had developed that they really minor character (laughs) yeah the lore no they they did have an episode about Helga and Olga but I was, but whenever I, whenever I thought about our relationship, I always viewed you as Olga and me as Helga. And that was always the relationship I, I envisioned that our parents were also using to juxtapose us, which I don't think they were. I don't think my mom hated all of the cartoons I watched. So <laughs> yeah, she would have, she was, she was like, oh, you know, my, my children really map onto these two. <laughs> Uh, obscure Nickelodeon characters. Yeah. yeah, she she probably stopped at Rugrats. She's just like, well, you guys aren't like any of these kids here. Like, you're not Angelica, so whatever. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Well, now you should hopefully be able to equalize us a little more, knowing what a fucking bitch I was uh, to my dear, very dear friend. Yeah, this this is something that's really gonna shape um how I think about our relationship yeah and also an, a kicker here is that another good friend who's still a friend um wrote a poem about how I was a dying flower apparently I came back to life in the poem at some point but she wrote a poem that I was a I was a dying flower because I guess I kind of snubbed her again it was because I was jealous that she was I thought she was replacing me with a person who is now my very best friend, Mary. Uh, but I thought I was being replaced. So I think I was kind of a dick to her. So much so that then she was sad that I she felt like she was losing me and wrote a fucking poem about it. So Was this for wow. like an assignment or she just wrote this poem? I think it might've been an assignment. And I feel like she read it in class. And then later I was like, oh my God, that like, then maybe she told me the poem was about me. I don't know why I know that. No, no, no. Mary told me later. I think that was it. Yeah. Wow. Man. Okay. I don't think I'm actually a fucking bitch most of the time. I think I remember mm-hmm. these things because I very yeah. rarely do it. But mm-hmm. the evidence is stacking up, people. It really is because no one, I have to say, and this will be a theme throughout every episode about Catholic school, is that I was always, um, if not by our parents, certainly our te- my teachers would read the roster come up to our last name there aren't a lot of us in the world there are actually only a hundred less than 150 of us in the entire world some of them actually found out are in brazil two of them 
We're and one of them was on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. That's true. <laughs> yes, Whenever she I was murdered. My name, that's what happens is that Unsolved Mysteries episode comes up. Yeah, yeah. So if you try to Google us, good luck, idiots, because we're yeah, you know who's going to show up? It. Someone who's yeah, someone who's <laughs> not even related to us is going to show up. So good luck. No. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, every time they would come up to our last name, see my name, like, oh my gosh, are you Leah's little sister? And then I'd have to be yes. I'd have to say yes, and then what would follow would be like, oh, Leah was the best student. I bet you're just like her. And then over the course of that year, have to over and over again disappoint them because I was clearly not anything like you in elementary school, in middle school, or certainly not in high school. <laughs> I don't think you ever got, well, and we'll come to it back. We'll have to talk to James, but I don't think, were you ever on the detention list? Were you ever threatened with suspension? I was once threatened with a detention for wearing a tank top and pretending that it was a sweater, but that was the only time. And I, I broke down, I think, I crying because I was like so upset that I was in trouble. <laughs> for, versus me, where it's like, I was starting with suspension. Sometimes I was arbitrarily put on detention lists um, for things I did not do but because they I think they felt desired to punish me next episode existing. next episode guys we will have a special guest who will be uh helping us elucidate the story of Ellen getting it <laughs> threatened with a detention or getting a detention for something that she did not do no being threatened with suspension ah that's yeah we affectionately refer to this as the brick story but that is definitely not for today and no. it's for next time Right. And actually, we should note that typically, this is a atypical podcast. One, because this is the first time we're actually recording. We'll be, I will be transparent about that. But second, um, we actually do have another segment. It's called History Lesson. And I think you can guess, I mentioned earlier that I'm currently um, working towards a PhD in history. And if you know Leah, you'll know that she doesn't have any formal training in history. And that begins to shine through when you ask her basic history facts. Yeah. So there'll be a fun little segment about how much yeah. history does Leah know? <laughs> Honestly, I think we should go ahead and do a history segment. And then mm -hmm. that might be something we just clip as like its own oh, story. Sure. The thing I was thinking about was actually, um, what was it? Oh, oh yeah, it was about, um, uh, <clears throat> specifically a history of our, I'm gonna, Oh, that looks so good. Nice. That looks amazing. What is it? So is it, is it a white pizza? I think, no, I think there's red sauce. Yeah. Oh, okay. Arugula, mm -hmm. red onion, some spices. That's what I'm seeing. But carry on. Oh, so no, I was going to actually, actually for the history segment this week, if we, since we are going to do it, um, and I'll clip this part because this is me explaining it to you um before we start it it is going to be a lo local history so um do you know much about jackson okay great you grew up there you did spend a lot of time in town <laughs> but sure um okay go ahead and eat i'll i'll pause it okay so as you've already stated off uh, offline or off recording 
you know literally nothing about our hometown's history. Is that correct? Well, okay. I didn't say nothing. There's something to do with it being the crossroads of the Midwest or America because uh, it's like the railroad was big. That's all I remember. It's literally the state of- Industry. There was industry that had something to do with the auto industry. There was Um, industry. (laughs) Much like every city, there was an industry that was popular. Sure. That that had to do with automobiles and supplying for Detroit. Great. And also, you do know that the state motto of Indiana is the crossroads of America, correct? Okay, I'm gonna take that as a no. I actually know, I actually do know that now because Brian and Tom have said that before. Um, but okay. I think maybe then I sub that in for Jackson. But it, Jackson was definitely the crossroads of something. Crossroads of Michigan, I would say. Or I, not even Michigan, I would say Detroit and Chicago. Yes. <laughs> the like, crossroads of Detroit and Chicago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's tr- which is true. Like historically, Jackson is the midway point between Detroit and Chicago, which are two very big metropolitan areas. Um, and Jackson served as like a way station for a very long time. Um, but I bet you didn't know that one thing that you actually use and a lot of people use was invented in Jackson. Mm, try me. And I, okay. So if you had to think about what Jackson is known for, what would you, what kind of invention would you think came out of Jackson? There's no, there's just no way in hell, unless you visited, and this is a shout out to the Ella Sharp uh, History Museum, which okay, includes- Okay, but can I, can I guess? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, guess, I don't absolutely. know, like, oh, no. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make, it's just going to be fodder for you to make fun of me if I guess something and it doesn't even make sense in terms of like when Jackson was founded. Um, so I'm not even gonna try. Do you do you know what year Jackson was founded? <laughs> Eighteen something. Do you want do you want to like it? It I will say it's on our water tower. <laughs> the year eighteen forty four. When was Jackson? When was Andrew Jackson the president of the United States? This is a lot of history. This is a lot of layers of history that. <laughs> so that's basic that's like fourth grade we did learn the president of the United okay States. well i have personally decided to to forget and have amnesia about when andrew jackson was president because fuck that dude i will say but that is a cover-up for my ignorance i don't know 1830 something 1830s okay so the 1820s okay that was not far it's oh. not far that's not true. You're right. That's not far. Um, so Jackson, Michigan was founded in 1829. Okay. Um, okay. A personal, a fr- personal friend of ours, Scott, actually told us or told me personally that um, Jackson would have been founded sooner, and cities in in Jackson or c- cities in Michigan would have been founded sooner, but for the fact that uh, the people who went out to survey the land decided to say that Michigan was just one big swamp and was not deserving of being uh, founded or being wow. taken. Tough look. Yeah. 
yeah, tough <laughs> tough look for 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 Jackson. Um, but no, so um, yeah, so Jackson was found in eighteen twenty nine. However, this doesn't the history fact that I'm about to tell you does has nothing to do with the founding. It actually happened oh, almost a hundred years later. Actually, I think a hundred uh, less than a hundred years later, but like uh, ninety years later, uh, the wire hanger, the coat hanger specifically, was invented in Jackson, Michigan. What? Yeah, isn't no, that great? It wasn't. No. Yes, it was, and it was pat patented in the Ellis Sharp History Museum. There is an exhibit that shows the inventions that happened in Jackson, Michigan, and one of them is the wire coat hanger. So the coat uh, hook oh, was shit. invented. Well, suck it. Everybody else who's listening to this podcast that doesn't <laughs> know about or care about Jackson, Michigan, or is from there and says that it's a hellhole, you're mm -hmm. right, and fucking <laughs> wire hangers. You're welcome, but also you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pat 1903. Um, so the, the actual patent for a coat hook was patented in 1869 in Connecticut. But the hanger itself, the wire hanger, was was a uh, patented and created and invented in Jackson, Michigan, in 1903. Oh. Yeah, is this Googleable? Could our listeners Google it and yes, confirm? You, yep, absolutely. You can you can Google Jackson, Michigan coat hanger, and it will pop up as one of the first. It will come up. Uh, I think I believe the Ella Sharp uh, Museum will come up with its information, but also there are other just like people who write about history like oh fun fact you want to know where hangers come from jackson michigan <laughs> and that's our that's one of our claim to fame there are other claims like other jackson has other claims to fame um which we can get into later when we talk about our hometown on another episode but the first one i will talk about is the coat hanger yeah. yeah gotta say though don't love a wire hanger no as Right, has a lot of bad connotations, unfortunately, mm -hmm. yep. and uh -huh. also not good for clothing. Just personally, yeah. not good for yeah. clothing. Yeah, don't, don't love the touch of it. Just like, yeah, using it, not fun. Uh, yep, what it is a reminder of historically, also not super fun. Right, I don't, yeah, I don't assume that the person who invented it in Jackson was like, yeah, this is totally gonna be used for, and that person's name uh, was Albert J. Parkhouse, which doesn't even sound like a real name, but he is responsible for the coat hanger as oh. you know it today. He's, in, he's like, you know what, This people are gonna need later, they're gonna need to, <laughs> to use these to terminate their pregnancies. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's why I came up with this, this little <laughs> you tool. Know what this yeah, you know what this looks like? A tiny IUD. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually shaped it to the uterus. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> no, it's actually, he actually invented it and patented it because his, one of his coworkers bitched about the fact that there weren't enough coat hangers in, coat hooks, sorry, in their factory. Wow. And he was like, you know what? Quit your fucking yapping and your crying mm -hmm. and like, <laughs> here, I invented something for you. Listen, let me take this extra wire. Let me fashion it. Shut up. <laughs> Here you go. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Listen, all like in a, uh, I think the stupid motto is cap capitalism is the something of innovation, some bullshit, something Drivers? that's not. 
yeah something, I mean I don't necessity know that, is the mother of invention is there the we go price. right and I think people think that capitalism oh I'm sorry I think like the marketplace the marketplace of ideas but it's not true um you will learn quickly capitalism <laughs> not well not true. actually annoying in annoying people that you work with are actually the driver of innovation <laughs> yeah there you go yeah, so anyway, that's the that that would be our history lesson for the day. It's the coat hanger, Jackson, Michigan. And I think I think you know what the other invention that Jackson, Michigan is prided on, right? No. Coney dogs. Oh no, that doesn't sound right. You know it's funny? That's what they claim. That Detroit <laughs> is not where it happened. It's, it was Jackson. I was gonna say those seem like words that will get you beat up other places I, in Michigan. I do feel like I can feel um, people in Detroit getting outraged. Yeah, Corktown right specifically. Out. People in Corktown. But Corktown isn't even where they have American versus uh, shit. What's the other one? Lafayette. That's a downtown. No, it is downtown, but I'm saying like people who who desire to have the the pride of Detroit. Um, are the people who live in Corktown. Ah, people right. who need so like, like gentrifiers. Yeah, gentrifiers. Bougie gentrifiers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're it, the ones who are just to translate up. it for our audience. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I guess like I, I wouldn't say they're, they're like Hinkley's is not the inventor of good of donuts, but mm, they are the number one spot. We could also that would also be a good future podcast. Yeah. Um good I swear to fucking god if anybody says that there was a better donut in the entire world you can like just like unfollow unsubscribe we're not interested we don't (laughs) want to hear from you you're dumb yeah we don't we don't need your lists um Hinkley's has won Hinkley donut has won or Hinkley bakery I apologize but the Hinkley donut has won the top spot in Michigan several years and I can't think of another place that has a butter donut and I've lived in many places (laughs) exactly four places lived I've lived I've been many places at least 10 ever (laughs) 10 cities Mm -hmm. and I've tried donuts in like three of them and Mm -hmm. I would say that this is the best (laughs) one but it's a delicious donut and other people think so too People who taste donuts all over, they've, they've gone to every donut shop in Michigan that's worth its salt, and they've said, Hinkley, Hinkley's is what we call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Ellen is trying to, I think it is technically Hinkley, but we refer to it, the locals, as Hinkley's, um, mm-hmm. is the one that comes out on top. Mm-hmm. I think, hasn't it featured on like Food Network? Or is that? I have no idea. Okay, I can't make that claim. But it has shown up a lot of MLive. <laughs> I and was going to say, MLive.com often. <laughs> often MLive.com. I'm sure people who aren't from Michigan definitely knows, know what MLive.com is. I mean, knowing, knowing the people that I will ask to listen to this podcast, they don't. So <laughs> MLive could be literally anything. Anything you anything your imagination can come up with is Hinkley or is Emma I'm sorry right oh, yeah. all right well 
that's the end of the history segment. Mm -hmm. We've now been recording for like three hours. More or less. I'm I'm exaggerating, Mm -hmm. but do we need an end to the pod? Well, yeah, I do. Yes, because I one last segment, and I swear we'll we all actually have a like segmented podcast that will make sense in one day. Um, yeah, I, this is the part where we shout out social media um, that people often maybe don't know about or don't follow, um, or should know about. So if you want me to go first, I can, but if you'd like to go. No, it's all you. It's all you. Okay. So my person or really, um, foundation that I want to shout out, it's at saving Huey. So saving at saving at H U E Y. Um, it's a foundation it's a rescue specifically. Um, They rescue animals in Mexico and they bring them over from Mexico to the United States. And they take on very severe cases of animal neglect and abuse. And currently they're running a fundraiser to help a dog named Kringle. And they're also always taking cases. Um, But if you'd like to follow them, they do post some graphic images and stories, but ultimately I think they're worth following just to like keep up with what's going on in terms of like animal rescue and generally I think they they post some very cute pictures of animals that they have rescued and saved um but yeah Saving Huey Foundation on Instagram I would follow them absolutely I actually they're the only Instagram who I have the notification bell turned on for so whenever they post (laughs) I immediately get a notification usually horrifying but I've been I think this year I will try to raise some money for them for my birthday because I'm turning 30 this year and I feel like people will be more inclined to donate (laughs) for my 30th birthday so yeah um yeah that's my for the day or for the episode uh yeah and I probably for the most part will uh be promoting disabled or special needs animals for a while before I switch to like artists and people I know so what about you yeah, so there's a really, um, it's new, it's a burgeoning uh, Instagram account that I've really enjoyed following. Um, they, yeah, they're very brand new, but they post a chess game. <laughs> they play. <laughs> they're a couple, they're a married couple, and they play chess every day. And um they uh yeah post a game every day and it's always like I don't know I guess the final uh like look of the board and pretty much I think every time um this person there's two people um Danny and Ellen and it seems like Ellen doesn't know how to play chess because (laughs) she's (laughs) never won and but anyway you can follow them at dne underscore chess masters and that's on instagram and you will you know you could be their sixth follower if you were to follow right now remember what i said earlier (laughs) and you said earlier that you weren't a bitch and that that was actually (laughs) those were just the times they just like came to you like in like your uh middle school days high school days I take it back (laughs) (laughs) I think you're proud (laughs) I'm proud bitch yeah 
um but yeah i mean that's ellen has a a very an account that is just basically for her and her partner to play chess and track their games every day which was a new year's resolution um and i'm just fucking with her by shutting it out and also now like we haven't even played chess in weeks (laughs) so like i know which i told you you wouldn't well no that's because danny started his new job Mm, like, I told you, you wouldn't. Am I gonna have to start playing chess to spite you? Yeah, yes, I think you're. Danny good. loves it so much, and I'm like, oh, because he usually comes home at like eleven o'clock at night. And he's like, oh, let's play chess, and I'm like, no, <laughs> mood to play chess. Now I'm gonna have to like. He gets home and be like, I set up the chessboard. Let's do this. <laughs> um, I want to get but... to 365 games by the end of the year. That's why. Well, but you've already missed a bunch. I know, but sometimes you play three games a night. So. You want 365 posts. Yeah. Games. Oh, games. Got it, got it, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. Not every day. Like, sometimes we'll, we, like I said, we play three games a night. Well, this Sorry. has been a very long extended version of We're Gonna Make It Weird. Is it We're Gonna Make This Weird or We're Gonna Make It Weird? Oh shit. I don't know. We're gonna make this okay. weird. Yeah, we're gonna make this Wait, weird. which one is it? It's this. Okay, we're gonna make this weird. Uh thanks for joining us. We'll see if this ever airs in it will. its entirety. Oh maybe well probably not in, in its entirety. <laughs> Two hours long? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But segments yeah. will be posted. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll see, we'll see. All right. Well join us next time when James Judge will come tell tell us about the brick story. It almost sounded like you said James Schnodge. Like you were making up his <laughs> I know I did do that. Oh you did do that. James oh. Schnodge. <laughs> it was it was a throw it was it was a throwback to earlier in the episode. Nice. A call okay, well, I guess I guess we'll never know what our actual guests think. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be named. <laughs> It'll be <give> him pseudonyms. <laughs> well, this has been fun, and we will, yeah, we will hopefully see you in the next episode with James. All right. Goodbye. Bye.